Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. Walk out, Fairfax County's chair speaks out against a change to transgender student rights. I'm Megan Cloherty. One of the nation's most closely watched congressional races is right here in Virginia. And we'll get the latest analysis coming up at 510. On Wall Street, the Dow closed down 125. NASDAQ was up 27. S&P down 8. WTOP at 5 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. People in Florida are starting to evacuate as Hurricane Ian pushes north. CBS's Jason Allen is in Tampa. At least two and a half million people are under orders to evacuate. I think I was pretty ready when they said hurricane. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a trooper. All along Florida's Gulf Coast, sandbags are piled up in front of homes and businesses. Windows boarded up. Forecasters expect Ian will be a major water event. Most of the forecasts have it slowing down to almost a crawl, and what that means is it's going to dump an inordinate amount of rain. Storm surge could also be significant, up to 10 feet in the Tampa Bay area. Ian's forced lawmakers to pull the plug on tomorrow's January 6th hearing. CBS's Scott McFarlane. In a statement, the House Select January 6th committee says, quote, in light of Hurricane Ian bearing down on parts of Florida, we've decided to postpone tomorrow's proceedings. One of the nine committee members is Democrat Stephanie Murphy, and she represents Florida. This was expected to be a possible finale from the committee, a last public hearing, and they have a limited amount of time to reschedule it before the committee ends at the end of the year. For the first time in a decade, Medicare costs are going down. President Biden addresses savings today at the White House. For years, there's been no check on how high or fast Big Pharma can raise drug prices. But thanks to the Inflation Reduction Act, that ends now. Now, if Big Pharma tries to raise drug prices faster than inflation, they'll be penalized and they have to rebate the money to Medicare. The feds are working to get fentanyl off the streets. Attorney General Merrick Garland. We seized over 10 million fake pills and 982 pounds of fentanyl powder, powder across all 50 states. That is enough to kill 36 million Americans. A new report finds that innocent black people are much more likely to be convicted of crimes. It's a shame on our country. That's lead race and wrongful convictions 2022 report author Samuel Gross talking about the massive difference in the number of innocent blacks and whites convicted of drug crimes. 19 or 20 to 1 is just a vast difference. Gross adds that innocent blacks are seven to eight times more likely than whites to be convicted of murder and rape. He says racism is at the root of the problem, and if police departments around the country want to solve it, they shouldn't let this happen. Allison Keyes, CBS News. In Virginia, thousands of students walked out of class today to protest anti-LGBTQ restrictions. I want to go to my calculus class. I do not want to be fighting for my rights. New measures include forcing educators to out students to their families. This is CBS News. If you need to hire, you need Indeed, because Indeed's all-in-one hiring solution helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. 503 on WTOP on the September 27th, 2022. We've got some clouds, some sun, some breeze, and 72 in Northwest.
Good afternoon. I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Hillary Howard. Now to our top local story, which you may have just heard about a moment ago. Some local Virginia students left their books and classes to protest a proposed policy change on transgender rights. They are opposed to new guidelines from Virginia's Education Department that they say would affect the rights of transgender students and LGBTQ students. Here's WTOP's Neil Augenstein. Here at Loudoun County High School, about 60 students walked out the front door. This student, Felicity, is concerned that changes, including requiring parents to give permission to refer to their students by a different name or pronoun, would put the students at risk. Many students have supporting parents, and they can go home to supportive homes but there's also students whose school is their safe place and if we take that away from them by taking away their privacy that can really harm them asked if there's a middle ground between the current guidelines and governor yunkins yes there could probably be some sort of middle area that could be matched but we don't quite know what that would be yet in leesburg neil augenstein wtlp news we asked for an interview with governor glenn youngkin he was not available but he did respond to our request for comment on the walkout saying the existing policy excluded parents which he says in his words is just not right he went on to say parents should be absolutely at the center of this discussion with their children and he thinks this is for the child's best interest and for the family's best interest. Fairfax County Board of Supervisors Chair Jeff McKay has been outspoken on the Yunkin Directive. He talked with our DMV Download podcast host today about the issue. Frankly, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them for standing up and, and making a statement. My daughter's one of those kids. On the DMV Download podcast, we asked Fairfax County Chair Jeff McKay whether he feels pressure from the Yunkin administration in regard to the policy changes that would hand parents of transgender children control over their experience at school as it relates to their gender identity. I don't need pressure on me to say the right thing. I, I think what he's doing is wrong. I think we had model procedures in place. And so I've got to set a tone for how our kids can be themselves, be accepted, be comfortable, and that we live in a community that overall is healthy. And, and I think about that every minute of every day. Here are a full conversation about education and school safety on the DMV Download podcast. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. 505, just take a moment to be aware of your surroundings. That's the message Fairfax County is sending to drivers and pedestrians. They hope it'll make the roads safer. This is a team effort. Jeff McKay, chair of the Fairfax County Board of Supervisors, says pausing, just taking a moment, can make all the difference. Be aware of your surroundings whenever you are driving, walking, or biking. Make eye contact with pedestrians and bicyclists. One bicyclist who learned that lesson the hard way is Steve Steiner, who lives in the county. He was hit by a driver who turned right at an intersection without looking. I was struck broadside. My bike was crushed under the car's front bumper. Steiner had broken ribs and a concussion and more than $100,000 in medical bills. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Best-selling author James Patterson has given Howard University $1.3 million to fund writer education scholarships. They're worth about $10,000 each. He also has given $2 million to PEN America to support the organization's worldwide fight for free expression. Patterson has given more than $100 million to literary and literary and literacy programs over, I'm sorry, call that literary and literacy programs over the years, and millions more to teachers and school libraries and independent bookstores. Stay with us on WTOP because after traffic and weather, a red-hot Virginia congressional race is being very closely watched, one of the most watched in the country, as control of the House is up for grabs. We'll talk with political analyst Stephen Farnsworth. 507. Beyond King Tut, 
The Immersive Experience is a new exhibit celebrating the 100-year anniversary of the discovery of King Tut's tomb. Visitors will experience the wonders of ancient Egypt and learn how modern-day explorers are using forensics to unlock new findings. Be among the first to experience King Tut like never before. The National Geographic Museum is located in downtown Washington, D.C. Sellouts are expected. Book passage today at natgeomuseum.org. The world's most advanced fighter engine is powering up for tomorrow's missions. Using proven technology, the Pratt & Whitney F-135 Enhanced Engine Package meets the needs of all F-35 operators while saving the taxpayer $40 billion in life cycle costs. Considering an extra engine for the F-35 is extra wasteful and extra risky, the Pratt & Whitney F-135 EEP is the smart decision. Learn more at prattwhitney.com F-135EEP. That's prattwhitney.com F-135EEP. You can be let and not speak Spanish. You can be Latino even if others believe you don't look Latino. Today more than ever, there's no one way of defining what it means to be Latino. But there is one way of defining how to make our community stronger. Being unidos. Because being unidos is the best way to create more and better opportunities for all of us. Unidos US, the largest Latino civil rights organization in the United States. Join us. Visit unidosus.org. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. 508. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's go to Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. On Kenilworth Avenue South near the Maryland D.C. line, the work zone apparently still blocking the right exit lane for Eastern Avenue, and that one once again having the effect of backing up outbound traffic on New York and South Dakota avenues just like yesterday. It's heavy in the district on DC 295 northbound from Pennsylvania to Eastern Avenue and on I-295 southbound past uh, the Coast Guard, uh, JBAB, Bowling, and uh, NRL exits, but just volume along the Anacostia and Potomac. Likewise, on 395 through southwest to and from the 14th Street Bridge, heavy but without incident. In Virginia, leaving Old Town through Huntington, southbound on Route 1. The uh, crash was reported uh, south of Huntington Avenue, and only one lane was getting by. On Route 15 in Haymarket, a crash at Heathcote Boulevard, backing up traffic between the I-66 interchange and Old Carolina Road. On I-66, westbound from 50 through Centerville, it's heavy in the main lanes. Tolls estimated around $7 for Easy Pass drivers, solo drivers that don't have flexes and aren't in carpools. Out Loop of the Beltway slow from Tyson's to Gallows Road and from Van Dorn Street to the Wilson Bridge. Interloop backed up to about 123 heading for the Legion Bridge. And in Maryland, portions are slow, slowest between College Park and Greenbelt. But the crash on the Interloop after the Baltimore-Washington Parkway is on the right shoulder getting attention. But lanes are open on the Parkway in 95 between the two beltways. Volume without incident. 270 heavy northbound from the spur right through Rockville and Gaithersburg. There was a crash last hour that happened before Middlebrook Road in Germantown. If anything remains, that would be over on the left shoulder, but I think that's mostly clear. Traffic brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Proud to serve members of the Armed Forces, DOD veterans and their families. The members of the mission learn more at NavyFederal.org. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Amelia Draper, what's ahead for us? Mainly clear skies for your Tuesday evening with lows in the mid-40s to mid-50s. So another chilly start tomorrow morning, but a nice afternoon. A few degrees cooler than today, feeling very much like autumn with highs in the mid to upper 60s and breezy winds at times. We'll have mostly to partly sunny skies tomorrow and more clouds on Thursday. By Friday, we're all cloudy. The clouds from Ian. 
We'll have highs Thursday around 70, mid to upper 60s on Friday. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. Right now, we're looking at 69 in Annandale, and we've got 72 degrees in northwest D.C. It's all brought to you this afternoon by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 511. Now to campaign 2022 on WTOP. We are just six weeks away from Election Day. And perhaps the most hotly contested race in our region is the Virginia 7th District Congressional race. That's between Republican Yesley Vega and Democratic Congresswoman Abigail Spanberger. It's one of the country's most closely watched campaigns in the battle for control of the House, and the sparks are flying. Joining us earlier to break it down, Stephen Farnsworth, political science professor and director of the Center for Leadership and Media Studies at the University of Mary Washington. This is really one of the key races in the entire country. Virginia 7 is a totally redrawn district, and so there doesn't really have an incumbent, even though Congresswoman Spamberger previously represented the 7th district. The old 7th is so much different than the new 7th. And with all those new voters, you're really spending a lot of money on both sides to get uh, the message out. So Spanberger is considered a moderate Democrat, but Vega's trying to portray her a little differently, Stephen, right? He's trying to portray her as an uber-liberal uh, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Are those punches landing? Well, I think that that is useful for Republicans who are already pretty partisan. The idea here is that you can get people more likely to turn out if you really demonize your opponent. It's not a new thing in politics. And you see this really on both sides. I think these are two campaigns that are very, very aggressive in coming up with the most extreme interpretation of their opponent possible. Yeah, and Vega, on the other hand, is getting heat for her opposition to abortion and some comments she made. How is that resonating? Yeah, that I think is a particular difference in this midterm election compared to so many. When you think about midterm elections, it's usually a tough sledding for anybody who belongs to the president's party. You saw that in 2018 with President Trump and the Republicans. And then, of course, during the Obama presidency, the midterms of 2014 and 2010 were tough for Democrats. But this election has a little bit of a, of a wrinkle in it. Because of that Supreme Court ruling on abortion, you're really seeing a reason for Democrats to turn out. And you're seeing, we had a, a Mary Washington poll earlier this month looking at abortion as a political issue. And we see that 71% of Democrats are saying abortion is is major factor in whether or not they vote and how they vote. And so you're really seeing a different environment compared to the usual drubbing that the president's party gets in a midterm. Stephen Farnsworth is with the University of Mary Washington. Keep it here on WTOP. The Nationals have two games left in their final homestand of the year. We're waiting to see whether they can play spoiler in the NL East race. Dave Preston next. 514. Here's Matt Mandrock, the head of U.S. Public Sector at Zoom on Workplace Reimagined, sponsored by Zoom. Employees now are demanding autonomy, flexibility, and most important, the need for technology to support the way of working. The government is needing to you know, meet these fast-changing demands, and it's essential for a virtual experience to be as good as, if not better, than an in-person experience. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Zoom. Across the virtual halls of government, federal employees trust Zoom for government communications and collaboration and to engage with the public in serving their mission. Zoom for Government with ATOs across the federal spectrum is U.S.-based, using the AWS GovCloud and two co-located data centers. 
Zoom has authorizations and attestations with FedRAMP, DOD's impact level classification, FIPS 140 cryptography, and supports over 300 NIST controls. Learn more at karasoft.com zoom. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 515, where are you going there, Dave Preston? We're going to the ballpark as the Nationals play Atlanta. Braves have outscored the Nats 106 to 62 over 17 games. Yeah, that's not just a small sample size. Paulo Espino's 0-1 with an ERA of just under five over three starts, uh, plus one relief appearance against Atlanta this year. He's on the hill tonight at 7.05 on 1500 AM. Orioles have won nine of 16 games against Boston this year. They'll need uh, to a little more success if they want to close the gap between themselves and Seattle in the wild card race. They trail the Mariners by three and a half games at this time. NFL, the New York Giants lose wide receiver Sterling Shepard for the season with a torn ACL. The seventh-year pro was leading the team in receiving yards and was second in catches. Commanders are a three-point underdog at Dallas in week four. College football, Maryland will look a little different Saturday when they host Michigan State. Coach Mike Loxley's team wearing the old-school uniforms from the 80s with the script Terps on the side of the helmets. Been on the record. We'll continue to be on the record. It's my favorite uniform. Um, we all have bosses. We all have branding and jobs to do. So, you know, the fact that we get to wear the script Terp is something that I appreciate that we're able to do a couple times a year. It's not that I don't like the state flag helmets, but they, they, they feel like they should be X-Wing pilots from Star Wars <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Women's College Hoops, Maryland Ford Alley Kubek is done for the year after tearing her ACL. The transfer from Towson averaged 15 points with six rebounds for the Tigers last year. Dave Preston, WTOP Sports. Thank you, Dave. To the top stories we're following for you on WTOP. Students at several Northern Virginia high schools walked out today to protest new state guidelines they say will affect the rights of transgender students. Two and a half million people have been told to evacuate parts of Florida as Hurricane Ian bears down. Its winds are now at 120 miles an hour. The storm is located about 230 miles south of Sarasota. The hurricane has forced the cancellation of a public hearing by the January 6th committee tomorrow. We still don't know when the hearing will be held. Stay with the WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. The search continues for a Prince George's County High School student who police say ran off when he was found to have a loaded gun in school. County police say a school security officer stopped the 17-year-old at Surrattsville High School in Clinton yesterday because they thought he had illegal drugs. They say the student ran off during a search of his backpack that turned up a loaded ghost gun. Police have an arrest warrant for the student who faces a list of weapons and drug-related charges. Coming up in Money News. The Dow ended the day down 126 points. How much the horse industry is worth to Virginia? I'm Jeff Glabel. 518. Time for traffic and weather. Dave Dildine, what's going on? In Maryland, on 270 northbound, feels an awful like rush hour, and that's because it is. From Rockville through Gaithersburg into Germantown, also though slowed earlier by a crash near Middlebrook Road that was uh, put on the shoulder rather quickly, but it might be clear by now. Either way, traffic remains heavy through much of Montgomery County on 270 as it is on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway between Fort Meade and Riverdale, and on 95 both ways through Howard County and southbound to connect with the Interloop of the Beltway. The slow traffic leads out of College Park through Greenbelt down the Interloop toward the remains of a crash after the BW Parkway exit on the right shoulder, if not clear. Kenilworth Avenue inbound from Route 50 toward Eastern Avenue. The right lane, the right exit lane to Eastern Avenue blocked, and that, like yesterday, is backing up traffic 
uh, for drivers going outbound off South Dakota and New York Avenue. Slow. Lanes are open, heading straight ahead onto Route 50 without further delay from Kenilworth Avenue toward the Chesapeake Bay on 50. In Virginia, on the Interloop, traffic is slow from 123 to the Legion Bridge and on the north end of the George Washington Parkway. On the outer loop from Van Dorn Street toward the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. Southbound on Route 1 past Huntington Avenue, a crash on the right. Caller finding one in Woodbridge on Route 1 south of 123 near uh, Mount Pleasant Drive. That one involves a bus and it's blocking the right side. In Haymarket, caller initially found a crash on Route 15 at Heathcote Boulevard. Believe that one is still in play. 66 westbound. It's slow from 50 through Centerville. Three main lanes open toward the Manassas and Gainesville exits. Express lanes tolls in effect. 395 in Virginia and D.C. just dealing with rush hour congestion. This traffic report is sponsored by Burke and Herbert Bank. Local knowledge, local decisions for commercial banking. It's better at Burke and Herbert Bank at your service since 1852. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Amelia Draper with us. Uh, Amelia, some nippy mornings ahead for us, huh? Yeah, absolutely, Sean. I mean, we're talking about lows tomorrow morning in the mid-40s to mid-50s. And then similar lows for the remainder of the work week. The afternoons featuring highs near 70 with a mix of clouds and sunshine tomorrow and Thursday mostly cloudy skies on Friday. And then over the weekend, we'll be dealing with what's left of Ian, the remnants of the storm, no longer a hurricane or even a tropical storm, but just a rainmaker and bringing cool, chilly temperatures here for the weekend. Low to mid-60s for high. So it's looking like a rainy, damp, kind of soggy, chilly weekend. Currently 70 in the district, 66 in Frederick, and 68 in Lanham. Alrighty, thanks so much, Amelia. Brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. WTOP at 521. Check out DC News Now, your new local news station in the DMV. With more reporters in the field than anyone else. And four locations throughout the DMV. We have late news, but not too late. Join us on DC News Now at 9 p.m. Visit dcnewsnow.com slash watch to check your local listings mornings, evenings, and late news that's not too late. We'll see you there. If you live in the counties of Fairfax, Arlington, Prince William, the cities of Alexandria, Fairfax, Falls Church, or the towns of Herndon, Clifton, and Vienna, your personal property taxes are due October 5th. The safest, easiest, and fastest way to pay is online, by phone, or by mail. Visit your local jurisdiction's website for more information. Again, personal property taxes are due October 5th throughout Northern Virginia. Message from the Northern Virginia Regional Commission. Start week three on off right with a no-sweat same-game parlay from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Dave Preston here. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. You'll get free bets back if your Thursday night same-game parlay doesn't hit. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. For starters, I like the Dolphins, the under on Tua Tonga-Vailoa passing yards, and the over on total points. However you want to play, you can bet the NFL on Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. Just sign up with promo code PRESTO if you don't already have an account. That's PRESTO. If you already have FanDuel, you're all set. Just sign in to see what you've got. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in President Virginia. Three-plus legs, minimum $1 bet required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet, $5. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
This is WTOP News. 523. New guilty pleas for the Annapolis couple charged with selling government secrets. Jonathan and Diana Tebby were back in federal court today in West Virginia. A month after a judge rejected their previous plea agreements because the sentencing guidelines were too low. Prosecutors say Jonathan Tebby abused his top secret clearance as a Navy nuclear engineer when he repeatedly sold submarine secrets to someone he thought was a foreign government representative. That person was actually an undercover FBI agent. The couple now each face a maximum penalty of life in prison and a $100,000 fine, although prosecutors are asking for Diana Tebby's sentence to be at the lowest end of the guidelines. The search goes on for a man wanted for killing someone who was installing solar panels in southeast D.C. last month. Investigators say the suspect was spotted early today. A woman contacted police just before 6.30 saying that she spotted Avery Myler on Ames Street here in Northeast. Myler's wanted for killing REA Wolf on August 10th. Police showed up here to the scene. That subject then produced a firearm, discharged several rounds in the direction of our officers. Assistant Chief Leslie Parson says he fled on foot and ran into a home a few blocks away. No officers were hurt. Myler was last seen wearing all black clothes with white writing on the sleeve. Northeast DC, Luke Luger, WTOP News. Campaign 2022 now on WTOP. Maryland's Board of Elections can start counting in mail-in ballots as early as this Saturday following a judge's decision last week. But now, one of the candidates for governor is appealing that decision. Lawyers for the campaign of Republican Dan Cox are appealing a circuit court ruling that would allow ballots to be counted as they come in. This has already been addressed in the proper domain, which is a general assembly. So to all of a sudden allow the circuit courts to take over the role of the legislature is fundamentally unconstitutional. Ed Hartman is a lawyer for the Cox campaign. Yes, there may be a real problem, but this is not how the proper way it gets handled under the law. He says they're also asking Maryland's second highest court to stay the decision until a ruling on the appeal is issued. Once they begin opening the mail-in ballots, then at that point, the cat's out of the bag, if you will. John Dome in WTOP News. Money news at 25 and 55. It was a mixed day. Here's Jeff. The Dow and the S&P 500 index notched fresh bear market lows today. By the close, the Dow was down 126. The S&P 500 index down, although just eight. The Nasdaq did finish the day up 27 points. The Fed sets the tone for interest rates, but the 10-year Treasury is what many rates follow. And the 10-year Treasury yield is now the highest since 2010, just shy of 4%. A year ago, it was 1.5%. The government set the premiums for Medicare Part B coverage for next year. It's a bit lower. Medicare Part B, which covers outpatient care, will be $165 a month. That is 3% lower than this year. The International Gold Cup in the Plains, Virginia, is October 22nd. First time since 2019 with no COVID restrictions. The equine industry is a $2 billion a year kick to Virginia's economy. Jeff Clayball, WTOP News. Money News brought to you by Amtrak. Visit new and exciting places across the U.S. On Amtrak, it isn't just about the destination. It's about the journey with no middle seats, extra legroom, and even private rooms. Book now at Amtrak.com. Hurricane Ian is responsible for a big schedule change on Capitol Hill. We'll tell you more about that as well as the storm itself. 526. Two brand new tickets are making their presence felt in D.C. From U Street to downtown, from Adams Morgan to Anacostia. Introducing